I'm not satisfied by being average. I always want to be the best that I can be. You'll see the same person, wins and losses. It's all about the journey and how we actually get better. Welcome to the first episode of She Goat, the podcast that's all about celebrating women in sports who are absolutely killing it on and off the court. Guys, we are starting off with a bang, I'm telling you. So for this very first episode, we have Sandy Brandello in the house. She is a four-time Olympian. She was a WNBA player. She's the coach of Australian women's basketball team. And if that's not enough, she's also the head coach of the WNBA's New York Liberty. And she was recently named coach of the month in August 2023. Sandy, is an absolute honor to be here with you. Thanks for joining. But before we start, let me say congratulations on the happy game against Vegas on Sunday. With over 11,000 fans at the Barclays Center, it was one of the highest attendance in the New York Liberty history. How did it feel to coach in that electric atmosphere? Yeah, no, it was great. Obviously, everyone had pumped up the game because it was the, the top two teams in the league and um, Vegas had only lost two games. Um, earlier in the year and um, you know they're a great team um, but the atmosphere was fantastic it's our, our, the most we've ever had a, a Liberty game in history um, so that was great for the organization and you know we executed very very well we played we played the most complete game of the season and uh, we took Vegas out of a lot of the things they wanted to do but they're a great team and they're going to respond it's um, I'm sure we're going to meet them many many more games uh, as we move forward. Sandy, people often say that you learn more from losing than you do from winning. Um, I'm curious to know, what's your first reaction when you fail? How do you bounce back after failures, after you lose a game, for example? Obviously, I'm disappointed when we lose, especially when we haven't played to the best of our ability or competed in the right way. But I think this is just goes back to who I am as a person. You know, it's I try not to get too high or too low. And I've learned from, you know, I've had coaches, I played professionally for 18 years. So I've had coaches, you know, you learn from them and how, how you can get the best response. Some are more yelling and, um, you know, others are just more positive, constructive. And, you know, I go by, I'm more of a positive person, but I like to learn from the experiences because that's life, isn't it? Um, and I always had a great quote. I, I learned this, I can remember someone telling me from a very young age, and it, was, it wasn't a basketball, someone that went through many hard things in their life. They said the lesson of the experience is always positive. Even at the time, it, it seems like it's the end of the world or it's just so much, so much trauma. And that really resonated with me too because it's so true. We're not going to go in and win every game, you know. And, um, um, but even in the wins, you can still learn. But I think in the losses, not that we like to lose, but they're opportunities for growth. And from day one, when I took over any team that I run, um, I make sure I'm very clear. I have four rules, but I always, one of my own rules um, is what you see is what you get. Every day I'll come to work and I'll give you my very best. Um, that I'm not satisfied by being average. I always want to be the best that I can be. So um, you'll see the same person, wins and losses. It's all about the journey and how we actually get better. And what I said was so true. And that's, if you ask any of my players, that's how I am. Yes, do I get mad? Do I yell? Yes, of course I do. I'm a coach. But I don't do it constantly. You know, there's a time to yell. There's a time to discuss and, and ask for feedback and find solutions. Not just my solutions, my staff's solutions, but solutions together. And I think that's, um, we create 
um, a, a team of collaboration and, and we, you know, how can we continue to grow together? Because we have high expectations, but sometimes you don't want to put too much pressure on everyone. It's more about the process. I'm not about winning a championship right now. That's just, that's a goal. We don't even talk about that. Um, so I we talk this. about the process, about, you know, and process oriented is, is what we need to do to be successful today. Win, win the day. You hear me say that a fair bit. Yeah, I loved it when you said it's about growing together. So stay in the moment and one game at the time and then focus on the present. And so do you have any, for me, what's fascinating about athletes and about coaches and about people at your level is really the ability to stay in the present moment. And you guys say often be in the zone. And for me, is is I don't know, something magic because I don't manage to get in the present moment. So I, a lot of work on myself, a lot of therapy, a lot of many different things. So I admire this type of mindset and I try, you know, to steal little little things from, from you. And how do you teach your players or how did you experience this when you were a player yourself? How do you stay in the present moment? Yeah, well, it's something that I had to grow into. You know, I was, um, you know, growing up, I was a very shy kid, but basketball was my haven. I grew up in a very small country town in um, North Queensland, sugarcane farmer's daughter. Um, so I was shy, but, you know, I was very competitive. You know, I, I ran track and field and I was successful at that. And then obviously, but I had a passion for basketball and I had great success at such a young age. And, you know, it was hard. And that's why, you know, I look back at people that impacted me, mentors that impacted me or coaches, um, you don't realize what it, someone believes in you goes a long way for success. And I had someone believe in me at the age of 17, I went to the Australian Institute of Sport. He was, he was the head of the academy then. And his name was Adrian Hurley. Um, he coached me my very first year there. He's also a men's coach, coached our Australian boomers team. Um, and he believed in me more than I believed in me. You know, I thought I was, you know, I was a good player. I knew that, but I didn't know. He said, you're going to play for Australia one day and have an amazing career. And that went so far for me just someone believing in, in me and and that motivated me to to continue to work really hard and and you know and all the things that I could control and he's someone to this very day that still inspires me whenever I talk to him and, and he reaches out um, he has my back and we all need those kind of people around us I think that's so important but I've had to learn it I played for Australia from a young age of 18 um, and so I had some highs and lows too and you know, back in that day, we didn't really talk about our feelings and, you know, because you didn't want to be selfish or, you know, you didn't play, how to deal with a lot of adversity. Um, so I did it for, by myself and then sharing with my friends, obviously, and, and then just the only way it is just by keep doing, keep doing, don't stop. you got to keep fighting if you believe in it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was lonely at times, but I think I've just learned. It made me mentally tough. But now for me, I think... It, generations changed um you know we coach a little bit differently i have really great relationships with all my players i get to know them as people first not just basketball players and then i make sure that they know that i care for them because i do it's being helping them to be the best that they can be um, is important for me but still we're in a team environment so not everyone um gets the same role but i make sure whatever role they in that they feel appreciated and valued and valued and i hopefully i do that to the best of my ability and my staff do that as well because it's important for me um, when people feel valued they're going to work really hard and just buy into what we want to do as a team and um, so i've learned a lot from my playing career obviously and then from the people around me and, and and what works and 
what what works for me may not work for someone else. You know, I'm not saying I'm this is what how you should do it. This is just how I do it, and I and it makes me happy. And I'm a former player, and I always want to give back. And but I'm continuing to evolve and learn too. I've had so many learning experiences as a coach that I think I'm a better coach now because of what I had to be had to go through. You know, what can I control? Uh, what do I need to do? Do you need to communicate? It's just you you got to stay. You know, you got to stay locked in, but hopefully you have a community around you that helps you along the way as well. So you said that you have four rules. Uh, one rule you shared it already. What are the other three rules? That yeah, you well, those four, that rule about not high or too low, that was just me. I have four rules in every team. And the number one rule, and I've had to put this, this is the last few years I had to put it in um, because I've, you know, just had um, teams where we didn't have the cult, the right culture. So culture is very big for me. I think you would see in a lot of articles, I, I spend a lot of time on that because it's not what you just do on the court. You need to have that vulnerability, that connection, that chemistry off the court as well to be able to go out there and compete as well as you want um, together as a team. So my very first rule here, I have a, a no dickhead rule. Um, so that's in a very Australian lingo. And that means there's no, I don't care who you are. You, you're not bigger than the next person beside you. Um, so there's no entitlement because I think some, are, you know, I'm lucky. I have Brianna Stewart as my best player and Sabrina Inescu and they're just wonderful human beings and play in the right way. So no dickhead rule. My second one is no negativity or complaining because that's not a solution. There's no help. That just And you suck the life out of everyone. Um, that's one of my dislikes of everything. I hate um, rude people and I dislike negative people because they just suck the life out. And life's not meant to be just draining being around those people because we need to uplift each other we need to support each other and, and I think that's how we grow in better um, community um, number three is respect for yourself and for others and everyone that works in here but also for our opponents you know the officials um, that's just being a professional and the last one's a very simple one is be on time I mean that's just being a professional if someone tells you to be somewhere um, you do it because that's your job and do it to the best of your ability I love it because they are applicable to, I'm thinking, beyond the game, so to life and even to corporate life, to everything. I'm curious to know, there is a lot of talking about imposter syndrome. You ever experienced this type of feeling where you self-doubt, you have self-doubt or you second-guess yourself or you really are built differently or you are able to talk yourself out of this negativity? Yeah, look, I think over the years I've learned to talk myself out of it. You know, obviously, do I feel pressure? I mean, of course there's pressures there, but I see it as a, an opportunity. But I suppose um, when when you lose, you know, and you feel you didn't coach your best game, obviously I get, you know, so I'm not happy about it. I'm always, I self-reflect on myself first. You know, what do I need to be better? And I make sure I take, I make sure everyone knows, like I need to do a better job there because I'm not perfect too. And that's from day one, I always say that. Um, I'm not perfect. You guys are not perfect. So let's just make sure we're always trying to do our best um, and look in the mirror. Now, obviously, with the, the uptake of social media over these years, I think it's way harder for everyone because everyone has an opinion. And, and people that have no idea about what we do or, you know, have never been in a professional athlete, let alone coach or in this um, high-pressure environment. So I always say if they don't matter to you and they're not important to you, they don't. Their opinion doesn't matter, you know, and I had to learn that because, you know, you'd read some negative comments and you'd make you feel even worse, but that's the society. They always want to 
it's a tall poppy syndrome. They want to pe- see people fail and then you know, they, they either love you or, or hate you. So, and I've learned to um, not read as much because <laughs> it makes you doubt yourself in that regard. And you're always doing your best. And not, like I said, no one is in your situation. They don't know what's going on. They don't know. So they shouldn't. And, and even like, you know, coaches, if you're in head coach, the worst thing if it's a coach makes an opinion about another coach, I'm like, seriously, you, that's, well, that's just insecurity on their behalf because, you know, they should know better. Um, but the general public, we shouldn't worry about them. Um, but look, for me, I, I think I've, I've learned like, okay, I know when it's on me and I don't let anyone else impact that. I talk to people that, um, you know, uh, uh, mean a lot to me and I respect and I get their opinion of, I own my mistakes um but and um but yeah and i just take one day at a time how i can be better but but i will admit coaching australia is one of the most stressful jobs because you're playing for the whole country you know and and you know and and it's hard but i still just focus on just winning the day winning the day yes i'm a little bit more anxious but i just i can but for the games i'm very calm i'm very calm i block out everything around me i just focus on what i can control and hopefully I do it to the best of my ability. But, you know, we're human. We're going to make mistakes here and there, but we just got to limit them as much as we can. At least from the outside, you look very zen and very calm. And I, I think you said it in one of the interviews, like I don't get to, my highs are not too high and my lows are not too low. Like your ability to manage emotions and yep. to really stay zen if it's... if it's uh... Yeah, yeah. And it's, it comes with experience, doesn't it? You know, yeah, I guess experience, so. I guess confidence, so. preparation. Uh, that's what it all comes down to. And and I always say any coach, I'm like going, you know, even if you take over a program as a head coach, it's different as an assistant coach. You come over to the head coach, but it's like don't change who you are and what your core principles and virtues are because like players that. are going to read you like a book. So yeah. I am who I am, you know. Um, my I show my personality. I, I like to have fun, and but I, there's a time to be serious and prepare and get locked in, and the players know that. And I think it makes it more um, – you want to enjoy the experience as well. I want them to look back and say, man, that that was one of the best experiences I had, not just because of me but because of everything, you know, everything. Like the perfect harmony of everything, each person yeah. playing their own role and just being everyone in harmony. Of course, there will be win, there will be losses, but – is the yeah. atmosphere and the the energy that is in the in the locker room and that you that you emanate. Exactly. Uh, so, all right. I have just one last question. So, of course, you are a veteran in the basketball world, and you see you are able to see the growth and the evolution of the WNBA. So, what are your thoughts? It was a massive year this year and and the past year as well for the W. What are your thoughts? How does it feel to play in this type of environment that keeps growing and evolving? Oh, it's wonderful. Like I said, this is my passion since the age of nine. I'm uh, about to turn 55 soon. Um, I've, I've loved basketball for a very long time and, and that hasn't diminished because it's given me so much um, and I love to be a part of, uh, like I said, you talked about the growth, how it continues to grow. Um, but, you know, even back in the day, it was never about the money. It's just something I enjoy doing. And, you know, I played for as long as I could. And I always knew I wanted to be a pro coach at the highest level and grateful for the opportunities that I've had. And to be along in this journey and watching uh, the evolution of women's basketball and women's sport, to be quite honest, all around the world, um, because basketball is a global game. We're played by the most um, countries um, in the whole world and, um, and it's growing everywhere. But I think the popularity of the WNBA with more visibility, with being on TV every single day, obviously with social media, uh, with NBA tw- 
uh, players obviously tweeting about us. I think that always kind of helps. Um, so it, it's fun. So, you know, hopefully, you know, I, hopefully I'll still be around for uh, the, uh, a few more decades and, and, and hopefully it continues to grow just like the NBA growed and it, once when they were like a 27-year-old league. Your words are very, very inspiring and I, I will keep following you and the players and the team and everything from the sideline and cheer for you. Thank you for your time again. And that was an amazing talk. And yeah. thank you very much. You for appreciate being here. it. I appreciate it. Well, all the best to you, okay? Hopefully all your dreams and goals come true.